What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Damien After Dark. I'm so glad to have everybody back, and we're so glad to have you back here with us. I'm your host, Damien Gentry. I'm your co-host, Keontae Rawlings. And listen, it's going to be a fun, fun episode, okay? Make sure, first of all, you follow us on social media. You can follow me all across the board at Damien Gentry, D-A-M-I-E-O-N-G-E-N-T-R-Y. That's Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, you know. You can follow me, the usual, on Instagram, Dion, Dawn. But fuck that. More importantly, follow our actual Damon After Dark podcast page, which is Damon After Dark podcast on Instagram. Because mm-hmm. we post a lot of stuff there, and we like to get our listener feedback. Plus, we have a lot of funny shit that we post. Yeah, things we don't talk about here, we'll post there. So you can get your little updates to your phone. Now... We want to welcome today's guest. We have a special guest joining us. So she's going to be here to talk about some celebrity news with us, commentate, you know. Um, but she's also, she hosts her own events here in the city of Huntsville and other cities, which we'll get into. And she has a book, or multiple books. Yes. Multiple books. We'll get into that. The road so we, renowned author. Right. We want to welcome Andrea Ball. Thank you so much for joining us. So, first and foremost, tell everybody how old you are and where you're from. And pretty much, um, then we'll go into how we met you. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I am 26, and I'm originally from Hobson City, Alabama. We're the same age. When's your birthday? April 26th, Taurus Nation. All right, cool. June 17th, we're a few years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met you when we were working on a television show. And you were um, at the front doing registration, right? Yes. Yeah. And I was registering people to be on camera. Yes. Pretty much to be on camera. Um, but we instantly hit it off. I feel like we had a great time. Um, laughed, cut up, exchanged information. Yes. Because I was very... There was something, I don't know how I word it, but we like the way you moved, I'll say. You mm-hmm. know, you had things going on, your author, you were doing these events, and you were always going to something on Facebook, looking <laughs> at these different events. So that's what really intrigued um, us about wanting to have you on the show. Um, so yeah, let's go into your book. I want to talk about that. Before we get into all these different celebrity topics and stuff, I want to talk about this book that you've got, Seek God, 40 Days of Intimacy and Growth. Is that your most recent book? Uh, no, that was my first book. That's your first. That's my book. I, it came out three years ago, mm-hmm. and I wrote it really for my friends. I had a bunch of friends who wanted a better relationship with God, but they didn't know where to start. So I was like, I'm going to write something that's easy to read, easy to understand, and it can go from there. And it's not, you know, for the super saved. It's for people who drink tequila and cuss like me. Oh, that's, that's, actually, <laughs> that's something that I need to be reading. Mm-hmm. I think we all yeah. can be reading that. Yeah. I like. I stuck myself in the church where me and Damien went to church these past few weeks. And I feel like church is a good setting like to, you know, communicate with God, etc. outside of praying. But sometimes you do need like a daily devotional. My friend was like, try a daily devotional or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I might try your book. Yeah. Yeah, we were, um, I went to your website 
I forgot when I went to it, but I saw one of the covers. I think I saw might have been the cover of that one. I don't know, but the cover really caught my eye. I don't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's bad journalism. I should have this written down. Was it the purple no. one? Yes, he got it. Yeah, the purple cover. That's the one that caught my eye. Yeah, so make sure y'all pick that up. That's very important, I think, too, because a lot of people, including me, when you look at things, when it comes to religion or just anything, sometimes it's hard to read, especially yes. the Bible yes. or any book. It's, it's just like, like you read it, you get sleepy, mm-hmm. you get bored. Right. You don't really understand. It's like, and sometimes it's like, you don't know where to start, and then when you do start, you don't know which direction to go in. Like I don't know, and then you go to church, and then people when you're in church, it's like, damn, they already in the groove of what they doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, how do you start? Um, Everybody got their own personal journey, right? Mm-hmm. Your own path. Um, but okay, so when it comes to the book, where can people get their copy of it? Uh, you can catch it if you're in the city. You can catch it at Booklegger. The local used bookstore. Oh, okay, cool. Homes. So that's for all of you in the Hunts or the North Alabama area. Yeah, or you can go on my website at theandreaball.com, and it is also available on Amazon. That's awesome. Y'all make sure you Word. pick it up because a lot of good things in there, I'm sure. We definitely got to check that out. All right, and then going from your book, you also are pretty philanthropic person. I know you also do an event, Words and Wine, here in Huntsville. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, that's my baby. Words and Wine is a spoken word and wine tasting event. Mm -hmm. You can get wine and you can get poetry, but you can't get them both. So it was a great idea. And I host it monthly and I have a blast every time. Yeah, we, I know. We're, yeah, we're I, mean, gonna, I saw it on live one time. I was like, actually, y'all was, should come. Yeah, so we're yeah. gonna come to we're gonna come to one. We were gonna come to the last one because it looks like you have a lot of fun. I do. It's a great turnout, and it's something different. Yes, I've never went to yes. like a, a poetry event, and I love rap music and stuff like that. So it's like yes. that's the foundation of lyricism and rap. Yes, and I open the floor up for networking for open mic, so entrepreneurs that are in a room are able to get up and pitch. Because you never know who's going to be there. So if yeah. we all there, we all make it together. So open up the floor. You can pitch your business. If you got a spittle or something, you can get up and do open mic. Now, how long does it usually last? And is there is there a fee to get in there? Um, it's usually two hours. Mm-hmm. And so how I've been doing it is generally admission is free. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to drink, it is $15. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so that's, that's, we find that's, you at in the words and wine event oh you can check out my website at theandreaball.com it's on facebook at words and wine and on instagram words and wine huntsville hsb cool. we was talking so the one in nashville that's a completely separate words and wine or is it just like same within the brand or is uh, it just you uh it that is a completely separate thing it's just ironic that we chose the same name yeah, because I was thinking, crazy. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, she really is in Nashville too. So cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw the sign and everything. I was like, wow. Yes, I am. I am working. So next year, next fall, I'm planning to do a tour, a HBCU tour, mm, because awesome. a lot of my poets are college students. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, let's do a HBCU tour. That would be perfect. And catch it and. I think it's going to be amazing. Yes. Because the, you know, the young people, they got stuff to say. I mean, I'm young, but you know, mm-hmm. we have, millennials have a lot to say. Yeah. We're changing the way the world is turning. So it's a good way to express yourself. It's something to do. Yes. It's different. You can get your drink on. Get your drink on. Usually right. I do a Stella Rosa. Mm. The last event we did a wine punch. Mm. And so that was <laughs> so good. You know, 
Did y'all put real fruit in it too? Yes. Oh, yes. Word. Put frozen peaches and mangoes in it. So it was good. It was so we should like totally go and maybe like get some audio of different things that we hear and yeah. put on the podcast. So the next one is November 23rd and that is the mental health edition. Okay, so explain what be, that is, the mental health edition. It's going to be poetry with a purpose. So towards the end of the year, the holiday season, that is when a lot of people suffer with depression and different mental issues. So I wanted to do something to create a safe space for people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, another thing about millennials, we are embracing our mental health. We're going to therapy. Finally. We're taking mental health days. Yes. We are not going for it. We are not our parents. And so I'm like, this will be a perfect opportunity to allow people to get into the room. We're going to have poets there delivering their pieces about their mental health journey. We're going to have counselors in the room. So if you want help, they're doing free sessions. If you need resources that are available. And I'm working on getting a skit done. There is a lady here in Huntsville who did a, an entire play on mental health and it was called the color of green. And it was amazing. Is she from here or Florence? I think she is from Florence. Casmin Roach? No, her name. I think her name is Darnita. I was just going to say, I know a girl who put on a play about mental health. And yes. she's from Florence. The one I went to is called The Color of Green. Hmm. And it was amazing. It wasn't like a story. It was different scenes, you know? Like um, one skit, it had people in a circle. Hmm. And each person was talking about stuff. So one of them was the coach saying... You know, I wish he would have listened. I tried to tell you. And the next was the girlfriend saying, I don't know what happened. Uh, and it went around and each one told a different story. Yeah. And so then it went backwards and it was showing, you know, it was like a car wreck happened or something happened and the son died. He died. Matter of fact, it was for mental health. He killed himself. And so those people, they played it back counterclockwise, like in a clock. And it was showing that the signs was there, but the mom didn't recognize it and pick up on it because she didn't recognize mental health. So well, that's and that's, that's really cool too because I can tell people in the audience, you know, it pay attention. Yes, right? yeah. different signs to look for. Yeah. So I definitely want to do everything possible to bring awareness to this event, to let people know that it's okay. Like it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be depressed. You're not alone. It's people you can talk to. It's medicine you can take. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to go through this alone, or you don't have to That's deal with it. That's a great way it. to give back, too. Yeah, it really is. You know, I didn't think about it that way. It's a good way. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Because when you're doing it from the heart, and you're doing it as a pure person, just to be selfless, you don't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. You right. just look at it as, that's just who I am, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great way to give back. I think that's so important. So And, and that's for people, if you're listening... And you don't, you know, you don't want to, you're, you're a private person. This is perfect. You can just show up without anybody even knowing, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on with you. Yeah. Just by listening to it. It's a good little avenue. Yeah. And it's during the holiday season. It's perfect. Yes. Um, so let's talk about, I wanted to get your advice on somebody who's maybe trying to write their own book, start up their own event, pursue something they haven't pursued yet. What... What's been that driving force for you? What's helped you out along the way? Has there been anything that's anybody that's helped you? Do, you know, is this... Take us through it. Um, for me, I love to brainstorm these things and bring them to life. Mm-hmm. So, I am the greatest wing person you'll ever know. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll just jump out there and learn as I go. Is the internet been a big tool for you? Oh my God, yes. I am a member of Google University. I'm Googling <laughs> and YouTube and everything. Yeah. And so it's some stuff you just have to you have to figure it out. You know, like let's say I did a vendor event to market and I'm like, okay, I got all this stuff and I get there and it's like, I need a tablecloth. 
what? Like I never yeah. would have known. You know, it's just some right. stuff you learn from experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But my biggest thing would be to just do it. Like even if you fail, even if you do it badly, just do it because you're gonna learn so much from just that experience alone. And then eventually it's going to all play out how you want it to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's so important. With um, that being said, do you have anything else in the pipeline that you're working on or anything that you're brainstorming? Oh, my God. I have so many things. Um, I'm working on a new event series called Bougie on a Budget. <laughs> wow. Is Bougie that like on a, a budget. YouTube series or something? No, it is going to be a style class. It's going to teach you how to dress and style for your body. And we're going to take day trips to different thrift stores. So you'll learn. You'll have somebody there to help you style yourself and then we're going to go thrifting we'll do thrift challenges and you can get your bougie on a budget that is awesome you come up with some great ideas yeah yeah so i'm working on launching that within the next two months book lovers weekend is coming back in march book lovers weekend you've book done this in the weekend. past yes i did it uh 2017 okay and it is a weekend for book lovers it is three days and friday is an event i call intellectuals only which is a themed book fair for adults so the theme for Book Lovers Weekend next year is going to be the future is female. So the theme for intellectual only is going to be women who win. So it'll be books from inspiration to self-help, personal development, biographies, just everything that can help a woman win. Saturday morning, we'll have a brunch where we'll do a book exchange. We'll have authors come up and give keynote speakers. And then we'll do an author expo where you can meet local authors who are changing the game. And then we'll do words and wine that night. Incorporate that and do that. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, <clears throat> we'll do a self-publishing course and a publish-to-pay course, where we're teaching authors who've already written their books how to get the how to make more money from it. Oh, perfect! Yeah. Yeah. Going on. Like, yeah, that's good because okay, so there's something out there for everybody yes. already. If you want to, if you like to read and you want to write a book, or you're just interested in you know other people's work, mm-hmm. you got that. This event she just talked about. Then you got the words and wine. If you like poetry and you like to sip some wine mm-hmm. or you like to drink, you know, you got that event. Then you got the bad and bougie if you want to be bad and bougie. Not yes. the bad and bougie, but you got the bougie what is it on the budget. Again? Bougie on the budget. On budget. So if you funny. like to shop like me, that's my event. Oh my God, I love thrifting. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's- funny thing you mentioned that when I um, used to go to school at UCF, I used to be a leasing professional. And I would always have to wear like a two piece and a dress shirt, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that shit is really expensive. So they had this, yes. um, it's called the night closet. They had it on campus. And every day, as long as you have your little UCF ID, you can get five things. I would go in there every day, get some slacks. I got some slip on dress shoe. And it's really yes. off the shit. And it's like gently used. Because I feel like some people just feel like they're never going to use it again or what. Yes. But you could definitely, you could make up a nice little interview or something. Yes. Out of a nice little That's what that. people need to realize. You don't have to have Gucci and all this shit that you yeah. see on TV. Mm-hmm. Like I And I, growing up in school, everybody would have the Hollister and the American yeah, English. Yeah, the I would always say, and Yeah, I could go into a thrift store and spend $20, $30 and look a hell of a lot better than what's the body that goes in here and spends three hundred dollars at mm-hmm. whatever their favorite designer is? You yes. know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's ridiculous. I feel like it's in people's head, like, oh, I need to rock the Louis, the Gucci. Yeah, it's just yeah. all cloth. It's all it's cotton. all cloth. Yeah, right. you're, you're paying for their brand. Exactly, you're paying for a name and for an image. Yeah, and I feel like I'm at the age where. I'm trying to make my money stretch as far as possible. You know, I'm trying to be a millionaire by 30. So I can't be spending $300 on no shoes, (laughs) on no hair, no nothing. Like, I'm bougie on a budget. I like that. Let's do the 
uh, a millionaire by 30 challenge. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's see who gets that first. Hashtag yes. millionaire by 30 challenge. Um, whatever you want to do, you can do it. You Put know? your mind to it. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think failing is a thing. I think failing is always an experience, like you said, and it's also a learning option. You learn from your failures. Mm-hmm. So I never like to whether or not you want to be a damn astronaut mm-hmm. or you want to try to sell paper on the internet. There's something out there for everybody. So yes. Hell, I've sold toothpaste before. Okay. <laughs> as long as it's bringing in an income. Mm-hmm. Um, however, with all that being said, I want all you to stay right there. We're going to be right back. Andrea's going to stay with us. And we're going to get into your headlines, all your favorite celebrity stories that are trending right now. We'll be right back. So there's this lady in New Jersey, and her kids had pretty much went trick-or-treating because we all know Halloween was a few days ago. And when her kids dumped out their candy, the woman spotted a small plastic bag with another blue paper inside holding a suspicious substance, along with a stamp of the the comic book character Deadpool. All right, this is apparently like a common thing. I've heard this happens a lot in the past. People um, taint other, or taint these candies with drugs and things like that you know you've heard have you ever heard that before Mm-mm. i've heard of it i heard of like residue and stuff like that being found in the bags but I don't, i've never heard of stuff being laced i mean i know it happens all the time i just think they probably went to the wrong neighborhood that's the only thing i can say all this who gives out drugs is what i want to know but she said it was a bag of heroin i don't think he like he purposely was handing out he probably was looking for the heroin yeah i mean i'm probably giving that out to a six-year-old who not finna use it mm-hmm. oh, I, I mean not growing up i've always heard my my mom have always told us sometimes make sure you check your candy because in recent years i've heard that too yeah well that was even like whenever i remember as a kid but back then it was for people just do weird shit back then it was for like razor blades and stuff like that which i feel like that was people being assholes too putting razor blades in candy but i've never heard it heard of anything like coke or heroin yeah, and I saw an article on Facebook where it was like man arrested for um, putting edibles or something in uh, some, in candy or whatever. And I'm thinking, who's giving? Why would you just give away drug edibles? Right. <laughs> why would you right. give away your? You had to pay for that, right? Exactly. I don't understand that at all. People are crazy. All right, Keontae, what's going on with Kanye West? All right, so we all know that Jesus is King just dropped. Did you guys listen to it? No. no. What one song? Because it came up on my YouTube um, subscription list. I was like, okay, Jesus I'll hear it. Jesus is king. Yeah, but I noticed one thing before we get into it. He had this one song. It's just called, It's God. But you know, whenever you play a song, it has the artist name, then the track name. Mm-hmm. So he has it set up to where it says, Kanye West is God. See, that's what I don't understand. Why is he doing? Why is he releasing a gospel album and holding church stuff, but he's always saying he's God and calls himself Jesus? It's almost like... I don't even know. We'll I don't get even know where to start it. with it's him. It's almost like anti-Christ this. So. But, yeah. but at the what same time, he's trying to make you think it's a good thing because he's like, oh, you know, let's promote Christ and this is all come to my church. I mean, it's in all- retrospect, a lot of people have started to, you know, bring Christ and Jesus and things like that as a pop culture. I mean, Justin Bieber just serenaded God on stage a few months ago at a concert. But how are you so calling like, yourself? Wait, serenaded? Now? What is like he did like a, like, like a tribute yeah he was praising god on stage um because you know, he had that troubled past last year i don't know what the hell he went through oh, okay okay but 
I feel like it just it depends on how far you go with it. At this point, Kanye West has ordered his collaboration team to abstain from premarital sex during the production of Jesus is King. I think that is kind of too far in the sense that now you're thinking that you're God himself. So he's got these group of people who are working on this gospel album with him. Right. And they're, and from what, like, from watching Rihanna, other big artists, I think Beyonce does this as well. When they record, sometimes they go off with their crew. They all go off far away from everybody else, whether that be an island, whether that be in the, in London, wherever. And they all stay secluded and kind of focus on this album for extended periods of time. But this is my thing about him. What When you start saying, you start telling people that you're working with to abstain from premarital sex, that sounds cult-like to me. Right. Like, when you start interfering with people's personal choices, to me that's very cult-like. And you're calling yourself God. Something just don't add up to me. And I feel like he's not a coach to the sense of like Jim Jones or people of that no, nature. But, but he's I feel going like he definitely that, is like a spiritual how, coach. That's or how cults start. They start right. out small. People, you know, from watching that Scientology shit, you, they start out small and groom you. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you sucked right into all of it. Let's explain the reasoning. So, in the interview with Zane Lowe on Beats One, he explained that he wanted them to focus purely on the music, like he said. But he also said that his newfound faith and belief in God has been cured, so to speak, because he was dealing with sex addiction and addiction to porn and stuff like that. So he feels like that negative shit is the reason why he wasn't able to. And I understand that. And that's your personal choice. You have every right to believe that. But who are you to tell me to when I show up to your job every day to work on a project with you that I need to not go home and get it in or have sex? And I feel right. that too. I feel like anything that you do outside of the production, as soon as you clock out and you leave the studio, yeah. you should be able to free will do whatever you want. That, if you and Kim want to do that, that's you and Kim. But why? I don't. That's just me. I feel like it's so. Uh, it's very. I feel like it's more so spiritual than anything. Right. It's so more of a control. It's more like. Because you know, that's what they do for big conferences. Like, I know Saved in the City does that kind of stuff. But it makes me wonder, like, well, well who that, are you conjuring power conference. from? Yeah, Saved yeah, in the City. Yeah, see, that makes it's, sense. You know what I'm saying? It's a huge thing where they pray and fast for all these women to be saved. And I'm like, well, honestly, I feel like Kanye, like, well, which God are you really serving? Because you, you Jesus, you're God, then you're serving God. Like, are you getting these people together to try to trick them? Like, what's. You know what I'm right. saying? And what are your real intentions here? I was just going to say, you never know what his true intentions are. Because on one hand, he says, you know, this newfound faith has helped me curb my addictions. I can focus better. But then you're trying to be God himself. It's like, that's you true. can't be the God that you're serving. It's kind no. of weird. And, and all three of us grew up in the South. That's one thing you know. Yes. There is no other. You can't have false gods. You can't none idolize. None of that stuff. That, go on with that, Kanye West. Bye. Yeah. Let's move on to John Witherspoon. He passed away. Bang, bang, bang. John Witherspoon passed away at 77 years old. Most of you probably know him from um, his. the Friday franchise. Everybody's seen Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. That's his most known role. I can always remember him licking his fingers after cooking. <laughs> Every time. That's what I'm I think of when I see him. You in the goddamn kitchen. Mm. Uh, his son confirmed via Twitter that his father and, quote, homie had passed away. Uh, Witherspoon started out as a comedian in the 80s and went on to bigger acting roles, starring in productions such as The Wayne's Brothers and The Friday Franchise. The cause of death right now is unknown. How do we feel about that? 
That's, that was actually pretty sad. Honestly. Obviously, sad. everybody's sad. That's a dumb question. Well, no, but, like, actually fucking sad because yeah. he had Boondock Season 5, and I wanted to see that. See, and I didn't know you did Friday. that. You, ta- I, you told me that. He I didn't played know Grandpa. Yeah. So I was actually kind of, I was sad slash mad, honestly. Not mad at him, just mad at the fact that, damn, there's no Boondocks. Because part of the reason I watch Boondocks is because he's so fucking funny on the... And Friday was just going to be another Friday. But I do miss him in the sense that I feel like we all lost an uncle, so mm-hmm. to speak, because we all watched him at some point of our lives, even people from, like, 1982, when yeah. he was on the way We're losing a lot of really good actors lately. I've noticed, noticed that. Yeah. And the people that's replacing them are not that good. I'm sorry. Or maybe a lot of people like to say that. They like to say, like, what I just said. We're losing a lot of great actors. But then I was just thinking, maybe it's because people are getting older. Yeah. <laughs> and that's right. just the way yeah. life is. Um, Especially like around the end of the year, the holidays, people. It's always people the go, yeah. End of the year, people out of here. Yeah, they say winter's the worst time of the year. All right, um, let's move on to go north a little bit up to New Jersey with Teresa and Joe. You want to fill the people in on that one? Yeah, so we all know that Teresa and Joe Judice 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 is how some say it. Some say Judice. The American way is Judice, the Italian way is Judice. Judice. So we already know that they um, both were sentenced to some prison time after, was it tax evasion or tax fraud? Tax fraud. It was a white collar crime. Yeah, wire fraud. I think they got, yeah, a lot of tax fraud. So Teresa's been home for the past three years and Joe has been away for the past three years. But um, they reunited this past weekend, Sunday actually, via Skype interview with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. And things got pretty tense as they both to admit admit to losing love or an attraction for each other during their time in prison. Um, we watched that, and what do you think? Was- um, I was thinking. Well, I had to put myself in their shoes because it's pretty difficult as a fan when you watch this. These they've been together fourteen, fifteen years at the time. The husband's been holding it down. He made some mistakes. He signed some things he wasn't supposed to sign. So he gets you and the wife in trouble, or gets him and the wife in trouble. She goes off to, or they both get sentenced to prison. And I was just thinking, if you're with someone and they got sentenced to three years, for three and a half years, three points, yeah, three and a half years. He was gone for three and a half years. How difficult that would be. And would you be right. able to stand by them and go to visitations and do phone calls and abstain from sex for that long and whatever you're you know and in a part of that she said that she was mad at him because she kind of blamed him for like losing her mom and she was in prison she kind of blamed yeah. him for the whole you know incarceration thing in the first place yeah. so i feel like it was easy for her to fall out of love when you see him in the place that both of you guys were both known to got, be yeah it's just a lot and of negativity that's bringing people down it's just so much negativity it's sad um andrea from your point of view if you were you'd been with a man, let's just say five, ten years, lengthy time, mm-hmm. you had kids with him, he gets in some trouble, he gets you both in some trouble. You go do your time because you're ordered to do your time first while he watches the kids. That's how the judge oh, did it, okay. which I think is weird. They wouldn't do that for nobody else. Yeah, they did that for them, which was weird in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They let Teresa. Well, they typically do it for couples. You know, they did it for those people on that um, Angela Stan show. Really? The one going, yeah, what was the Okay, movie? I didn't know that. I thought the justice system was like, uh-uh. If you're both married, the then they'll do it go. because they know that the, the kids have Ooh. a way of 
abstaining from foster care. Wow, the United States justice system system has a heart. Right. It got a little tinkle. Um. Anyway, how would you feel? Would you be able to stand by a man if he went into prison? No, we ain't talking about you hoes that have that you meet a man in prison <laughs> and you got a pen pal through your phone that you send him money to. All right, we're talking about people who had an established relationship before they go in three and a half years, four years. Would you be able to do that? I feel like I would. Yeah. I feel like I could hold it down. Yeah. I feel like you could too. You seem like a loyal one. Yeah, I am. You right. know, Tarsus are very loyal. Yeah. But I feel like you could because some things are just hard to find you know especially dating right now it's hard to find somebody that's really down with you yeah so if you find somebody i think it's worth keeping and then that whole aspect of having to start over again it's like yeah what do you do now especially like, with kids you don't know if they're if they're pedophiles or you know what i'm saying it's like pick find a needle in the haystack i think <laughs> people forget too this is the thing with me like but I can't put myself in Teresa's shoes, but if you get married specifically, the vow is for better or for worse. Yes. Through thick and thin, through anything. So that includes jail. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she just kind of like dumped him off because like they even say in new reports that she thinks that he's seeing somebody over in Italy. So that's why she has that dude that she's been running around with for the past few months. But I feel like that you were seeing him when Joe was in prison. So it's kind of like you already threw the relationship away. Right. So whatever he does do in Italy, I feel like it's between him but and remember the Italians. We, remember we didn't... Well, she hasn't denied that it wasn't a man. I was going to say... She hasn't denied it and she didn't apologize for it We thought it was somebody else. Either. We thought it was like... We a, thought it was someone that was a little chewed on the fruit, but... But here's the thing about it. This is the reason why, in her defense, why she's kind of over it. He was not a United States citizen. He came over here from Italy when he was one, her husband. So, therefore, he's being deported back to Italy, I guess, under the whole Trump thing. Mm-hmm. And in the past, they would be more lenient on it, I guess. Still too thick and thin, though. But, so, her husband came over here when he was one years old. He never got his citizenship, so they deported him. She has four daughters who are underage. She's like, I don't want to pick my life up what all they've ever known and move them to Italy. That's the only way she can be with him. So that's why I kind of give her the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's would true. You, it's a foreign, it's, you know, it's but a foreign you should, country. Should, you still should try to work things out. Like what I saw between them on the Skype interview was like a lot of animosity towards each other. Yeah. And I feel like they can get past that, but I mean, get past it in the private. I would try to get on national TV as a united front because it is a very fragile, fragile situation. For the daughters, it's a fragile situation for him as well. I feel like the whole interview was a little too tense, and I feel like it kind of sheds light into how she's been feeling the past few years. It's over now. You're yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So anyways, let's throw them into the celebrity court. Yeah, we'll get to So let's go ahead and do it. These feuding fugitives are at an all-time low. Should they stay or should they go? And this is my favorite one of my favorite segments, um, celebrity court, where the celebrities are pretty much on trial, and we're the judges mm. and the jury. So, I'm going to sentence them to a divorce. Go ahead and sign the divorce papers. I mean, they're obviously, they don't want to be to, be with one another. What you think we should sentence them to marriage I counseling? That notion. I was thinking about maybe some marriage counseling to try to rekindle it. But you know what, Teresa, I'm with you, I'm with you on this one, girl. Like, I wouldn't want to up my life and move to... 
Italy around a bunch of people that was speaking a language I didn't know. Mm-hmm. My children don't know the culture. They're from America. I mean, it just would be a big change. Now, they could go see their dad, maybe stay in Italy for the summer with their dad. But I'm ordering their parents that. still in Italy? Because their parents are married in Italy. So I feel like she has some family there. So They went over there during one season. So, yeah, I think she has. she's Italian. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, she's Italian as well. But still, that doesn't mean you... I feel like she's young right now. I feel like you should just go into divorce if you don't feel the love anymore, Sayonara. Yeah, so I'm going to sentence you both to a divorce. I'm also going to sentence, uh, or I'm going to get, um, I want Joe to have custody over the summer. And Teresa, you'll have the kids during the school months. The school months. We agree on that? I agree. All right, let's move on. Oh, by the way, if you want to follow that story, The Real Housewives of New Jersey premieres Wednesday on Bravo. Um... All right. Oh, gosh. Let's go on to our last story. Nicki Minaj got married. Um, Nicki and her childhood boo slash fiance have officially tied the knot. We don't have a lot of detail about it. It's been kind of hush-hush. But they got married um, or on 10-29-19, October 21st. Nicki confirmed the nuptials on Instagram with a video showing their wedding gear. Um, now, this is what kind of struck the blogs a little bit was she shared footage of her wedding ring valued at 1.1 million dollars and claimed that her man bought it for her and a lot of people are kind of questioning that because her man has been in prison for he did time for seven years um but i believe he was already out when they met yeah he was, in the sense that he he had done seven years like a while ago he wasn't fresh out or anything so he had an opportunity to make a career, but bitch, where do you get one point one million dollars from? Yeah, I don't buy it at to all. To throw away on the ring, and I mean, and that's okay. That's okay. She's the breadwinner. But in retrospect, I feel like Raffaello, that's the guy, that's the jeweler who did the ring, and he has done a lot of timepieces and stuff like that for Nikki in the past. I feel like the ring could be worth one point one million dollars, but did she get it for that? Oh, that's good. Because in the past, she has she's rocked a um. A three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar Tommy Hilfiger watch on the red carpet, and Tommy Hilfiger himself gave it to her. So you can get shit for free, right? And in retrospect, I feel like he didn't buy the ring; she didn't buy the ring. Just, free, yeah. And she did put Raffaello in a song a few times. Could have been sponsored. Yeah, I think it's so crazy though how these people have all this money and people give them stuff for free. Exactly, and the Tommy Hilfiger thing world, like threw me off. Yeah, the world is crazy how it They're works. A quarter million dollar watch, you can just have it for free as long as it's on the red carpet. But you'll charge regular people who don't have no money thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's insane. It's so crazy. It makes no sense. Um, um, but what I thought was funny, I don't mean to laugh at it. I just like to watch the, the banter back and forth. Um, Wendy Williams was talking about this on her show, mm-hmm. and I this really pissed Nicki Minaj off. But um, Wendy Williams pretty much was like, you know, Wendy or uh, Nicki got married, and her husband is a sex offender and a murderer, which technically he is. He was charged for manslaughter, and he had sex with an underage girl. But I heard he was underage. Yeah, but then again, it's not like it happened in like 2015. It should happen like years ago. That's what, that's I think that's her whole frustration is with it. Like your whole past follows you, yes, but at the same time, some shit. I think, uh, I think you know. a lot of people expected more for Nikki. 
We expected. I definitely did. We expected, you know, that Beyonce, Jay Z, that Cardi, and Offset kind of thing. But honestly, I feel like that might be the best that Nicki can do. Ooh. You mm. know, like Nicki. Mm. Now, granted, mm. she is beautiful, but Nicki has a very nasty attitude. Yeah, she doesn't I agree. get along with people well, and uh, I mean, many men aren't gonna just take that. They're not gonna be your do boy. Right. And as you see on Instagram, she's like, pose like this, do this, do that, and he just does whatever she wants. You know, every man ain't gonna do that. And I think a lot of the reason why he does do that is because of that bread. Yeah, Honestly. yeah. I mean, look at what he what he came from. He spent a lot of his life in prison, and now you're around the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. All this money, all this glamour, these nice houses, beautiful people, nice food. Who wouldn't? Hell. And yeah. I want to congratulate them, but I do want to keep in mind this little vlog, and I know vlogs are vlogs, but this lady came with receipts from his actual ex. And I remember this vlog came out in November 2018, and he um, was with Nicki Minaj. He was with a girl before Nicki Minaj. And he met Nicki Minaj um, on the day before Thanksgiving. Every every Thanksgiving, she does like a queen um, turkey giveaway, something like that, mm-hmm. in the um, borough of Queens. So she met up with him, or he met up with her, rather, at Queens. They talked or whatever. And then they linked up that Saturday after Thanksgiving. And from then on, he had never saw his girlfriend but the whole time he was texting his girlfriend saying, you know, I'm just doing it for the bag. Don't believe the shit that you're seeing on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just doing it for the bag. Oh, wow. And I have to go back to that. Every time I see video of them together, I'm like, are you really for her or are you really still with yeah, the shit? I feel like he's I feel like he's not. I feel like it's complete opportunistic. Right. Because yes. they got married yes. so fast. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not even at November. Well, we are now at November 2018. At this point, within the year, you're already married. He yes. came in at a very vulnerable spot, exactly. a vulnerable time in her life, and a vulnerable time in her career, I feel like, where she probably feels very insecure and very, yes. like, nobody's mm-hmm. around. Because you can't help but think, is she competing with Cardi? Yeah. Because right. this whole time, you've been this single, been independent woman right. doing all this thing, and now it's like, oh, I want to get married and have kids. And it's like, well, where did all this come from? And, you know, back to what you said about her attitude, when we were listening to that, every time she does that clean radio, she, like, snaps on somebody in the room. Mm-hmm. Which yesterday, on the yesterday's episode, she didn't snap at that guy. She just asked him, can you please quietly go out of the room and She did snap on one guy who was asking her, but, like, a few questions about, I think it was a few questions about a project she's working on. The Fendi thing. But, see, I feel like she does that to show out. Yeah, because she's on her own platform. Yeah. But I feel like you can still show out, but show out in a respect of other other people's feelings. Yeah. They don't have to be but there. my thing, what is the point in showing out? Like, exactly. You're, you're Nicki Minaj. I feel like she just has one of those personalities. Because you've never been around people... But they feel like they have to show their ass to get all the time. She's a Sagittarius. Yeah, that's she's a Sag, so you know that's how they are. Oh, no, she really is. Somebody in the room is a Sagittarius. Oh, it's true. But I can say for myself, I know when to show out. And if I'm in the, let's say. This is my fucking podcast. I'm not going to be cutting off your mic, cutting off your mic just because I can't. Or insulting us. Exactly. I feel like us. it should be a nice-ass environment. I already made my millions. I'm just chilling. But then again, I'm a different person. Yeah. I feel like she's a little bit too hostile. And like she barely knows these people. So what's the point? Yes. You know? Yes. It's It'll be like you coming up here and me being like, Andrea, can you please do this, this, or yeah. this? Trying to show out and embarrass you. Yes. Like, the fuck? And it's people that you're never going to like. You live in New York. You're never going to see this person past Queen Radio. So yeah. I definitely think that there's a lot of hubbub. Okay, so listen to this. Because um, we're going to get whose side everybody's on. 
when Wendy Williams reported the whole thing about her getting married, Nikki went on her own platform, which is Queen Radio on Apple. If you have Apple Music, you can listen to Queen Radio there. That's where it all goes down. She came back at Wendy by saying, calling Wendy demonic and saying, quote, there are people who report the news and there are people who do it with an evil intent in their heart. Viciousness. She continued to say, and I pray for you because I know you're hurting and I know you must be sick and humiliated. When a woman, when a woman isn't really being loved at home, the viciousness is a different type. So I really wanted to pray for you today because look at where you are now in life. Look at what age you are. You sat up there being vicious all this time and paid for that man's mistress all these years. End quote. Mm. That was deep. All right. So, whose side are y'all on? I'm conflicted. You know, with the read, like who read who, or like just whose side you on in terms of like just the whole situation in general. Like is. Is Wendy wrong for saying this, or is see this is the way I look at it? Wendy or um, Wendy's just doing what she always does. Yes, talk right. shit. If mm-hmm. every celebrity that she talks shit about had something to say, it would be constant headline, constant shit. You know, being mm-hmm. said. And so not only just, is that, not only is she getting paid, or not only is she doing it because that's what she knows to do, but she's getting paid for it. Right. So I mean, whatever whatever Wendy Williams says about you is whatever Wendy Williams is gonna say about you because it's her platform. She reports on celebrity news. Nicki Minaj, you are a celebrity, and you often stay on the news. Now, on Nicki Minaj's defense, Wendy Williams didn't have to go so deep to always, you know, referring to him as a manslaughterer, etc. I feel like yeah. you can say it once, but say to it say it every way. time you report Nicki Minaj is yeah. kind of old. Cause yeah, I can see where it pissed her off because yeah. she's like he's a murderer, he's a sex offender. You know, it just sounds really. Ugh. But I have to give it to Wendy because I feel like Nicki should be gr- grown up to the point to that shouldn't even bother you. At this because point, because that's in your the decision you chose to be with this man. That exactly. was my thing. It's like and she you know didn't lie. You knew what come with it, you so... You knew what come with it, right. Especially I mean, as a fucking celebrity. Yes. That's why, I, that's why I don't understand it all. Like, I just don't get it. Like, that's why you're, That's why her career is where it's at now. She focuses on the shit that doesn't matter. Yes. Cardi B, all this other stuff. Like, just go record your music. You know, create a perfume. Do something with and your brand. I feel brand. like with her, she needs to just lay low for a minute. She needs to date herself for a minute. And I say that all the time. She just needs uh, some yes. time by herself. To really feel who is Nicki Minaj at this point. Because I feel like she kind of lost herself mm-hmm. at so, this point in her career. I've read an interview that she did in Elle magazine saying that Queen album was the first album she did while she was single. And she was expecting to do all this. And I have heard nothing. You know, as far as I heard, yeah. it was a flop. Oh, it hasn't even been a tour. I, it was my yeah. favorite album she'd done. In my Queen? opinion, you yes. Really? Loved it. And I was expecting a tour and everything. And I'm like, what happened? And then they put out reports that the ticket sales didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she had tour dates and everything lined up. Like, yeah, they man. had the production and everything ready to go. Let's get on the road. Then they had her road. paired up with Future at first. Then yep. she was paired up with Chris Brown. That's supposed to be this summer. Yeah. Then she was paired up with Juice World. I think the only tour she did do was Juice World, but that was out in London and um, Europe. But she never did a USA leg of the Queen tour. Was it? Well, I wonder I, if it was personal. Like she just I couldn't think it was do the it, management. or if it was really ticket sales. Because you know she just signed to Travis Scott's manager. I forgot his name, but uh, he's like an old white dude. But he's really, really good. She just signed to him this summer, so I think it was purely management, and no one wanted to work with her anymore. Well, well, honestly, I feel like Nikki is better on features. 
She hasn't had many songs of her own that I've been like, ooh. Oh, you know, really? Pills mm-hmm. and Potions was good. Yeah. Um, I can't think of many other that was just like, just her by herself. Yeah, there's not many other that you really care for. Yeah, but the features are, I mean, she's undeniably talented. I've heard people say that a lot, too, and that her features are what, it's what made her so easy to like. But once you put out a whole album by herself, it's like... Well... I'll tell you what, I'm tired of talking about Nicki Minaj. We've been talking about her all damn season long. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. Her and Wendy, actually. Yes, both. I'm so sick of both it. Of them. We got one more episode in the season left, everybody. Season finale will be episode 10, the next episode that we do. Yeah. And then we're going to go on um, a little break and come back with season three. Um, which I forgot to mention that. We've been on a hiatus for a while. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention that at the beginning. And I apologize. You know, life gets in the way, personal things, whatever. Yeah, we've been um, working on um, a new website that's going to be up soon for phone cases. Right now we started yes. out with phone cases. But leather goods, clothing accessories, shit like that. Um, that's kind of been our focus these past few weeks. But we are going to close y'all out with a bang in these last few episodes. Yeah, um... Yeah, so stay tuned for the website. That's exciting. I'm glad you brought that up. We've mm. got a lot of great stuff coming up on the website that y'all can shop for just in time for the holidays. Phone cases are kind of cool stuff. Um, before we wrap this up, we're going to go into this last little segment, which is the fall TV report. Um, and you know, fall doesn't mean, you know, just because the, the weather's getting colder and the leaves change. It's also a good time for TV. Yes. I look forward to the fall because of all the good television that graces our screens. So lucky for you, we have your fall TV report and we're going to dive into some of these popular shows that are returning and some that are new. So here's the thing. Um, Rhythm and Flow. That's a show that's come on Netflix. We recently watched. You said you haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen it yet. All right. If um, you have Netflix and you like competition type shows... Think of it as American Idol with a twist, but better, Maybe. in my opinion. I feel like it's... A hell of a lot better. A hell of a lot better, yeah, because it's not censored. It's on Netflix, so you have a freedom of being yourself. Yes, um, I love Your it. best self, too. That's what I like about it. But it's also more natural in the sense that these people either go on or they go back home. And I know for the most part... American Idol was the same way, but there's so much more channels you go through. Mm-hmm. And like, they have stories, there's depth to it, there's layers mm-hmm. to it. And you kind of fall in love with the characters as it goes along. Right, a lot of them come from a um, troubled backgrounds, some without raised without parents, some raised with one parent. Um, but for the most part, these people actually work hard and they actually are pretty talented. To the point where it's bumping their music on the way to Birmingham yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've really, like, the top four, they all do really good. Yeah. I, I don't really care for the flawless guy, though. Flawless I think, flawless. I mean, I think he's good, but I he's, feel like just his don't. sound is something that you would have to be in the mood to listen for. It's like a Rico Suave type hmm. sound. Um, so, hey, if you want to check that out, all the episodes are on Netflix right now. Moving on to Power on the Stars Network. That's a That's a fan favorite. Yes. Everybody talks power. about power. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. talk about power when they don't need to be talking about power because I'm six episodes <laughs> behind and everybody always talking about it online. So what is the, what is, because at first they were kind of competing with Empire, the show, which, yes. and, and everybody was thinking Empire was going to skyrocket, which it kind of did, but it fell off and now yes. power's like, haha, fuck you. Yeah. I think the secret was that power, they didn't give it to you then. You know, you got it. In June, and then you had to wait another year for it. Yes. And it seemed like Empire 
Fire was always on. It lasted forever. And you just, after a while, it was just like, ah, And you watch the whatever. reruns and you see it on Hulu. Yeah. How like, you had to, you had like to know Hulu. somebody to get that subscription. Yes, Hulu, I mean, Hulu Power, you are counting down the days. And then Empire, it's like, it was drug out, war over. Mm-hmm. Started to turn into a soap opera. Didn't That's have a good like, point. Wasn't like every character a celebrity too? So you knew all these faces that were popping yes. on. Like, yeah. Like, Vivica Fox and there's Gabrielle Union. And there's, there's Estelle. There's, yeah. yeah. It's just like, which that's cool, but at the same time, you like seeing people you don't know. Yeah. Because you have an idea of what these celebrities are. And then that's one thing I do like about um, Power. You didn't know none of these celebrities. Like, some of them, like, I know um, Natari Nine had a few roles before, and then Chadrick, whatever his last name is, they had some roles, but a lot oh, of these. Not- a lot of them you've never heard of before, and they actually are some pretty damn good um, actors. Yes, they Very are. I good. love the entire cast. Yeah. I have to say, though, Omari Hardwick, Ghost. That's his name. He is so sexy on power, but in real life, he's so lame. That's and I'm like, thing. oh my God. Yeah. Like a, Let me look him up. It's like a Tiger Woods yeah. type of lame. It's, it's like, something about you see him, him like, like, he's like, mm, and he's, he's, like, he's like, like trying to rap and break dance. Like, no, you need to slang dope. I'm sorry. That's what you know. This is what we want. So, what is the show about? Drug dealing gang. It's about a family. Ow, it's about a family drug drug ring essentially. And um, Ghost, the main character, his family, he's trying to get out of the drug game, but he has his best friend slash brother, essentially Tommy, that's want to pull him back in. His wife, well, I don't even know what Tasha is at this point. She wants to pull him back into the drug game. So it's practically about his struggle trying to get out of the drug game. But it takes so much because once you're in, you're never really out unless you're dead. Yes. And oh, that's the essential premise shit. of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like every season there's a new villain. Grabbing there's a him, new villain. Sinking him in where he can't get out. It's something crazy. But a lot of people have died this season. Oh, my God. A lot. I, I wish you had already saw the episode so we could talk about it. But we ain't going to spoil it. But man. Well, which one is it? Because I already talked about it with my mom. The new the one that came out today. Oh, never mind. You seen it? Mm-mm. Okay, okay. I need to. I'm one of those people that are up at one in the morning ready to talk. So I'd be so ready to talk <laughs> about it. What season is it on? Season six. six. Is this a sh- is like is it get better each time or is it one of those that's kind of like oh, no? Yeah. It's always exciting. It's to me, been honestly. consistently good, but mm-hmm. I don't know what happened this season. It's more rushed. These last two episodes has been have been very rushed. It's, I guess because they were planning on ending the show. And then 50 Cent came back and decided to stretch it out. And then they were going to try to do a spinoff. So they didn't know which direction they were going. So the uh, last two episodes have been very rushed. It's just like, who wrote this? Yeah. I felt the this same about the, the episode when Proctor died. Because I was literally on my phone. Granted, I shouldn't be on my phone. But I was like, damn, how did they just blazing bullets out down Proctor? And within like 20 minutes into the yes. show. I thought it was going to be like how it was with Angela towards the end. Yes, it's like, you but, know, on most shows they're dragging it out, but it's like, boom, mm-hmm. dead, boom, dead, boom, dead, boom, dead. It's like, ooh, let me get away from the screen. And I noticed they do do that with a lot of TV shows, too. Like with Game of Thrones, we waited a whole year, and once they found out they was going to make another show, they kind of rushed through season eight. But I feel like your last season should be your best season. Mm-hmm. And I know 50 Cent, I hope, well, I know he's pulling through already with season six, but I hope he closed it out the right way um so what is power comes on stars stars every saturday every sunday sunday oh, yeah they got that good time slot mm-hmm. you can check out power every sunday on stars it's still continuing now it's been on for a minute it's still Since continuing so you got time to catch up on it i need to everybody talks about how good it is mm-hmm. um last but not least the real housewives of atlanta 
their season premiere comes on tonight, which is November the 3rd. It's season, is it 12? Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say 13. I'm really excited about this season because Kenya's back. Have you seen The Real Housewives of Atlanta? I have. I quit watching it years ago, and I'm I'm just like, I can't believe it still comes on. But, you know, once you get in, you can't get... You can't get out of it. You just sucked in. Yeah. Right. So I stopped watching been... it a few years ago too, and I'm just now getting back in. I'm like, pick the way you left off. Yeah. Essentially, it's pretty much the same thing going on. So exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, how a lot of these fighting. a lot of these reality shows I feel like are now. There's so many of them mm-hmm. that you really are just seeing a lot of the same thing. I'm noticing, especially with the housewife franchise, that they're starting to get to a point to each franchise has their own little scandal for the season, and they focus primarily on, on that, that scandal. On that scandal. Like with Potomac, it was Michael grabbing an ass. And then in Dallas, it's the whole, well, now it's about to be the whole Mexican thing. The racist Carrie. comment. Yeah. yeah, the racist comments. Like, Alleged you need to racist. shake it with a new formula or something. Yeah. But that's why we have Love and Marriage. Saturdays on OWN at 9. <laughs> like a salt in the credits. Yeah, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, premieres tonight and airs each and every Sunday but listen that's going to be our show for you guys today and I want to thank you all for tuning in we've had fun and I'm so glad that we're back I'm sorry it took a while like I said we were on a little hiatus but we're back we've got another episode for you all coming which will be the season finale and that will be it for season two um before we go though we definitely want to thank um andrea ball once again for yes. stepping in with us thank you and joining us on the podcast me. can you tell us where to find you on the social media yes you can find me on social media at andrea ball just straight up andrea ball on instagram is underscore i am andrea ball so clean i like the board. it a-n-d-r-e-a-b-a-l-l yes like a basket anything you wanted <laughs> to um say before we get off here no, thank y'all so much for having me. And make sure you pick up her books, plural books, yes. on her website at theandreaball.com. Yes. Um, and make sure we pick up that, what is it, 40 Days of Devotion? Yes, yeah, see God. 40 Days of Devotion, see growth. Yes, that's so interesting. I want to check that out. Yeah, I got some with me. I'm going to leave y'all with some. Yes. Thank you so much, Andrea. And um, we look forward to having you again on the show.